Hello everyone and welcome back to the Underground Mess Hall, Finn McHale here, and today we're going to do a chapter review on Record of Ragnarok, chapter 45, that came out at the end of March. I know I'm a little late getting this out uh, relative to the chapter coming out, however, I wanted to wait to see because the chapter didn't come out when I thought it would, but now that it's out, let's get started. A brief disclaimer before, you know, we get into the chapter and everything. I had actually been waiting a little bit bef before to do any chapter reviews because, you know, I recently got into Record of Ragnarok and I didn't want to jump the gun on anything. And at the same time, I wanted to wait for some more stuff to come out, especially since the first episode of The Underground Mess Hall dealt with Buddha. With that out of the way, let's get started. So, Chapter 45 opens up with... You know, well, the name of the chapter is Zero's Grief. So this chapter opens out with, you know, Zero Fuku, who, by the way, in the previous chapter, had been the seven lucky gods when they fused back to, together into their original form. Zero Fuku. And so he's stretching and everything, and, you know, he's talking to Buddha because they're the next match that's up, and... While he's stretching, he kind of bends forward and is stretching. And all of a sudden, he rips out this big axe from his back. You know, it's got all these... It looks really dope as hell because it's got all these, you know, snakes and everything wrapping around it and coming off. And, you know, at the same time, Zerofuku's trying to figure out. He's like, um, do I want to annihilate you, destroy you? Murder, murder. Murder's got a nice ring to it. And I believe that's actually the line he says. And it's so funny because some of the other gods are on looking, such as Ares and Hermes. You know, they're talking about, you know, because he's pretty brutal, especially the way he's talking. And Ares is like, I can't believe there's a god that, that was that horrible and sinister in Valhalla. And Hermes comes up and he says, well, you know, there's some, been some rumors, you know, about this god, you know, like... You know, with disasters come blessing. Be because Zerofuku is made out of the seven gods of fortune. and But the way he acts, he doesn't act like a god of fortune. He just seems really, really crazy. The whole time this is going on, um, Heimdallir is, or Heimdall, is getting a page on his phone. And it's saying that Bishamonten, who was originally on the docket, the name is changed to... Zerofuku, and so he's reading this thing like, shit, I gotta get on with this and announce this match. <laughs> and so he's like, okay. So he introduces the fighters again, and yada yada yada. And Buddha is announced as the human representative, and Zerofuku as the god's representative. And while this is going on, Brunhilde is talking to you know, her youngest sister about the seven lucky gods and about you know Zerofuku and I can't remember her name but the youngest one goes you know because she was trying to you know go to the hospital check up on someone and overheard uh, Ebisu talk about punishment with zero and now she's like that makes sense now and so Brunhilde explains oh no Zerofuku is their original form you know and it looks really really like demonic and messed up and Brunhilda says well that's because in the beginning he was 
you know, very... He was actually really compassionate and he gave blessings. But grief is what changed him into this current messed up hell form. And as is the case with a lot of chapters, you know, it goes back in time and explains, you know, what we think is true is actually kind of not the truth. And so this explains, and so we go in the past and we explore Zerofuku, who looks much more childlike, you know, much more innocent. And his whole goal was, you know, he tried to make everyone happy. And, you know, we see him help a bird get back up to its nest and, you know, he gets attacked by the mother and he's like, oh, awesome, I hope you're happy, you know. And it's explained he was actually one of the kindest gods or the kindest god, you know, at the, than anyone else at the time. And he went down to this village and all these people were kind of starving, you know, they were sick, they were loved ones, you know, just being plagued with a bunch of afflictions. And... You know, he's, you know, a little bit distraught because he's like, they're not happy. They're living unhappy lives. I'm trying to figure out how to help them. So he comes across this boy who's like really, really sick, probably deathly sick. You know, he's like, oh, God, my chest hurts. This ancient tuberculosis is kicking my ass. And so he, Zerofuku says that and he's like, your chest hurts. Let me try something. And he touches him on his chest and all of a sudden, you know, he's healed. But this like black spot starts crawling up his arm and you know the kid's healed and he doesn't hurt anymore he's like i can run oh my god i can do all this cool shit everybody starts worship everybody's like oh my god you're a god zerofuku and all he says is i hope you're happy and he interprets that he absorbed what was making them unhappy so he made it upon his duty to go out into the world and to absorb everyone's misfortunes to make them happy so he does this, and he comes back to the village, and he's still a kid, but because of all the misfortune, he looks, like, horrible. I mean, horrible. And so he comes back, and, you know, his, you know, his eyes are strained. He's got all these black marks across his body. He looks emaciated. So he returns to his home, and he looks at himself, and he's like, wow, you know, humanity had this much misfortune, and it's starting to hurt him. And, you know, he's trying to suffer through it. However, he doesn't realize what man's true nature was. So he actually revisits the village and they've succumbed to depravity and, and lustfulness and sin. While he's there, you know, he falls, he gets knocked down the street by the young man he saved as a kid, but he doesn't recognize him and he's getting really, really upset. And, you know, the, the guy calls him out. He's like, man, you're really filthy. Blah, blah, blah. He's with these two ladies. And they're like, oh, you're so cool. Blah, blah, blah. And Zerofuku's starting to have this breakdown. You know, because he's like, but I thought I absorbed what, what made them unhappy. I thought I helped them with their misfortune. While this happens, a cavalcade of people, a procession of people come through, you know. And different walks of life, old people, like animals and everything, you know. And we see a familiar face eating beans. And this guy goes, Buddha, can I have some beans too? And Buddha goes, take as many as you want. I don't care. You know, he dumps the bowl into his hands. And everybody in the everybody in the crowd following Buddha is really, really happy. So Zerofuku stops him and is like, he wants to understand what's going on. And Buddha essentially, you know, tells him, 
Well, before that, Zerofuku was like, I absorbed their misfortune. I thought that would grant him happiness. And Buddha, you know, just calmly retorts and says, oh, you can't give happiness to other people. You know, you gotta, you gotta work towards it. You gotta work for it yourself and attain it, you know? And he talks about where there's shadow, there's light. And there's actually a quote um, from the actual Buddha, I believe. And, and it goes something like this. You desire happiness, you say, then carry the yoke which is most suited to you. That is the state which, which will bring delight and the shadow which shall ultimately bear true happiness. Which is from the, I'm probably going to mess this up, is the Sutta Nipata chapter 2. And basically the last thing Buddha tells Zerofuku is, you want to reach enlightenment with me, little buddy? And everybody is like, oh, Buddha, 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 Buddha. Zerofuku kind of snaps and runs away. And it's, like I said, he's having this mental breakdown. And he starts crying because he's a god. And he's like, this is supposed to be my job. So he returns to this, you know, river. And he's just like, I tried so hard. I can't believe this didn't work. So he finally snaps. And all the grief, all the misfortune he took in piles into a little hole and he like grows up and becomes much more demonic into that little hole on the left side of his chest, you know, symbolizing the hole in his heart. And now he's like, it's time to murder, you know? So basically he tries to kill this woman, but it fails because there's a baby and the baby starts smiling and laughing. And Zerofuku forces himself to separate into the seven lucky gods. And they talk about, I can't believe we almost did that. We would have wiped out all of humanity, essentially. And Bishamonten's like, we'll get back at Buddha. You know, we'll get back at mankind and Buddha because of the contempt they have. Which is a misinterpretation of what happened. And so, that's the origin. And then the chapter ends with them starting to find Zerofuku starts to swing. At the same time, he's like, it's your fault that I look like a dumbass of a god. Where Buddha just kicks him in the stomach and knocks him back and everything. And the last line of the chapter is Buddha goes, um, who are you again? So this is really interesting because it really showcases that there's a history between these two characters, which I really, really enjoy and like. I think this is actually going to have the potential to be the most popular fight ahead of Adam versus Zeus so far. And part of my reasoning for that is there's now actual connections between these two characters. I also, it's really interesting because one of the things I really like about what Record of Ragnarok has done, which is what I really like and brought me back into catching up on Seinen and getting back into it, is that it takes the myths that we generally know and puts a spin on it and says, well, that's what we grew up being told, but that's not the actual truth. Here's what really went on. And they lean into that so heavily. With Buddha, they kind of don't, but with like the eight lucky gods, they do. Well, that's how it ends. Is basically, they say there's not really seven lucky gods. There's eight because Zerofuku's original. And I really, really, really like that. What I find really interesting, though, is that Zerofuku didn't from the way this chapter is presented, Zerofuku didn't attain that level of power when he 
put all the misfortune into that hole on his chest for very long. Because it seems like they needed to separate to somehow control that power. And it kind of seems like this is like the like it kind of seems like this is the first time in either a long time or just the second time in general that Zerofuku l- let me rephrase that. This seems like it's the first time that the seven lucky gods have reformed back into Zerofuku. And I I find that really interesting for one major reason because if they had to separate to you know master their power and everything that's already really interesting in its own right, but at the same time, you know, one other thing that makes, you know, this fight even more interesting is that Buddha was a human, and he became a god in the world of Record of Ragnarok. And he came into direct conflict with Zerofuku because Zerofuku's job was to bring happiness and fortune to everyone. You know, and... It took a a human, basically, to say, oh, you know, that's really admirable and nice, but you can't give what someone has to achieve themselves. And so I'm really interested to see how this fight plays out. Now, like I said in, you know, my first episode on the Underground Mess Hall on this channel, I really do think that there's a strong likelihood Buddha is going to lose. Because of what we have seen, at least, in the characters that have died, such as Hercules. Because Hercules is another former human that turned into a god. Now, I'm not saying that that's that's a definite, that this is going to repeat, but thematically it would make sense. Because like what I stated before, Buddha's the only one that can move heaven and earth he's the only one that can move between heaven and earth so it makes sense for him to go to Niflheim in record of ragnarok and bring back everybody that dies now that also brings up another problem because the previous chapter brought up the fact that in that zeus said well fighters can jump early or fight multiple matches i believe so that also presents another problem but you know we'll see what happens I really think this is going to be an awesome fight. Um, just the fact that Buddha at the end was like, I'm sorry, I forgot who you are. Can you tell me again? I could only imagine. I don't think Buddha's playing, but if he is, he's playing it up really, really well. I don't think he is, though. And I think that's going to enrage the hell out of Zerofuku. And one thing we've also noticed is that at the end of each of these fights, the gods have introspective moments on who they are. And I think that's another thing that's going to play out is that they're going to realize, wow, this was one of us. You know, if you look at uh, if you look at um, Indra, you know, or it may not have been Indra, but you Shiva, that's who it was. You look at Shiva, you know, yeah, he won his fight, you know, but he gained respect for humanity. You know, Hercules you know, had total respect for humanity because he was a human. I believe the only fighter that didn't really have any respect for humanity or anything was Poseidon because he was so obsessed with being the perfect god. You look at all the other gods, they were really impressed with their fights, you know, against their against the humans they had to fight. Thor was really impressed because he finally got a good fight with Lu Bu. Um, 
who Adam impressed the hell out of Zeus. And it's just really, really cool to see that happen. But, you know, we'll see. Oh, one last thing I would like to add. Um, I don't know if this is intentional or not. I haven't read or seen anything, but I think it's funny because in Japanese, the way you would pronounce Zero Fuku's name is Zero Fuku. But Fuku could also be a way to say fuck. <laughs> so one way you could read his name is he's saying Zero Fucks, which I think is really cool, especially the way he acts. But, you know, that, that that's just me. I, I don't know. I'll make an update if, you know, we find out anything else. But that's all I've got to say. And Mikhail, signing out.